Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know what time it is? This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And this week, guys, we're going to talk about a little phenomenon I like to call monkey see, monkey do. Now, I got to tell you, when I've seen over the years, and you've, those of you who've been with me since the beginning, you know that if I see a dangerous trend and I see it impacting a lot of people who listen to this podcast or I hear about it, I find out about it, I get emails, whatever, I feel it's my duty to put an episode together to explain what I'm seeing. And my hope there is not to tell you what to do. I don't mean to judge. I'm not, I don't want to judge. You can do what you want to do. But I, I ask that you take a minute, listen, hear me out. And that if nothing else, you take pause, just pause for a second and dig a little deeper before you jump off that cliff. And, you know, guys, I've done my best to keep you up to speed on trends that I discover good, bad, and indifferent or indifferent rather though. Some of these, unfortunately they trap good people in tough situations. And anytime I feel that I can help one of you out there, uh, avoid drama or avoid the problems or maybe, make avoid maybe keep you from making the same mistakes that I have. Well, then I'm going to speak up. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about. It's to keep you safer. It's to make you a bigger, better investor to get things done without having to skin your knees along the way. Uh, I spent a lot of time with skin knees and you know, you learn a lot that way, but it also slows you down quite a bit. You know, when I first got started, I followed the herd. Like most of us do. I flipped houses first. And then of course I wholesaled for a while and, uh, while I made some serious cash, no doubt, doing these things, I also wound up paying, number one, far too much of my earnings to the IRS. I just gave that money away in the form of tax. And I talk to people these days and they're like, well, the rules don't apply to me. I don't have to pay tax. I just, I do this and that and whatever, and I dodge the taxes. Well, I got news for you. If you're flipping houses or you're wholesaling property, not that there's anything wrong with that. And for some reason, you're not paying tax. All I'm going to say is you better be careful because the one thing we know for sure is that this new IRS, they are looking for the tax cheats. So if you're playing that sketchy game, those of you that are playing that sketchy game, chances are now you're probably going to get caught because they're going to be looking at all of us under a microscope. Those of you that have made the mistakes like I have and learned from them, or fortunately were smarter than me and never made the mistakes in the first place. Um, I've learned from them. I've tangled with the IRS. I lost miserably. It was very painful. So those of you that are out there taking unnecessary risk in regards to taxes, I say to you, please think twice about that. They're looking for someone to make an example out of. Okay. All they've been talking about, this is all the way up to the, the federal reserve people. I don't know why they, what they have to do with anything. What the, what is, what do they have to do with anything that has to do with taxation? I have no idea, but you know, we live in a society now where everybody's got something to say and everybody's got a, a, a voice unless it's contrary to the uh, populace. And then the minute that's done, they'll shut you down. And, and that's, that's how it goes. So right now talk of the town is IRS is coming for you, right? Bad boys, bad boys. What you're going to do, what you're going to do when they come for you, that's happening. It's not, you're not going to dodge it. If this $600 uh, forensic search thing kicks off, that's supposedly supposed to catch the billionaires in their $600 transactions. I wonder, do billionaires even do $600 transactions? I don't know. I wonder if I'll ever be a billionaire. If I ever become a billionaire, I'll let you guys know. It's like the first time I swipe something and, and it's 600 bucks. I think I would have people that swipe things for me. If I was a billionaire, 
I don't think I'd be swiping anything um, except more cash. But um, I wouldn't be out there swiping debit cards for $600 purchase anyway because I would think that would be beneath me, right? Because after all, I'd be a billionaire. I don't know. Maybe I should try to be a billionaire and figure that out. But as I said, I've done my best to keep you guys up on trends. And recently, uh, I hear a lot of people, and, I, and I, it reminded me, I was reading one of Rich Dad's books recently, Rich Robert Kiyosaki's books, and it was the real book of real estate. Now, for whatever reason, I hadn't read that in a long time. Actually, no, I take that back. I hadn't read that one at all. And that's what blew me away is the fact that I can't believe I skipped over that book. I've read every one of the purple books, I thought, except for some reason I didn't read this one. Anyway, guys, if you haven't read it, it's Robert Kiyosaki's A Rich Dad's Real Book of Real Estate. Uh, it's a great book. They got it on, on Audible. They have it in Kindle. They've got it on Amazon, all that good stuff. Maybe you can get a used one on Thrift Books or something like that. But it's a really great book, especially if you're a beginner. Frankly, I think, I don't care if you're planning on doing any kind of real estate. If you're going to wholesale, even if you're going to invest passively in someone else's deal, like a syndication or something like that, or a real estate fund, you should read this book because it helps you. Number one, it's going to help you skip over a lot of the mistakes that I made uh, because it, it just gets right to the point. Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, how to set your entities up. You don't need 15 different entities and five logos and all these different trusts and all this other crazy stuff. You don't need to worry about hiding things until you actually get close to having them. Okay. And the books drives that home. Garrett Sutton is one of uh, rich dad's advisors and he's an attorney and he talks about that very fact. It's like, guys, let's not worry about uh, crashing and burning and hiding our assets until we actually have some. Okay. Let's get close to having some. Then we can go ahead and start spending money. And even when we spend money, half the stuff they tell you at the seminars to spend money on doesn't do you a damn good bit of good. And this book covers those in specifics. I'm not an attorney. I'm not going to get into it. This is why guys I've learned over the years. I, I have a real, I have real estate attorneys. I have asset protection attorneys. I have SEC compliance attorneys. And when, and when I say SEC, I mean securities and exchange commission compliance attorneys. And, the, and it's not because I want to go after anybody or anything like that. It's just because their job is to keep me legit, right? To make sure that I'm doing everything the way I'm supposed to do, because guess who's not a legal expert. That'd be this guy. Um, so I keep people around that are smarter than me. I prefer to, I, everybody in my team is absolutely smarter than I am. That's why they're there. If I have all the answers, I guess I don't need a team. And I'm pretty confident that I'll never have all the answers. Uh, I like to be the dumb one in the room, as Robert Kiyosaki says. I prefer it that way. I go out and shake hands, talk to people, put deals together in beautiful Key West, Florida. All the other minutiae, eh, that's why I brought a partner into the fund. Mike, he's a details guy, man. He loves getting into the numbers and details and all this stuff. Not me. I like to do a, a deal on a close on concept, do a deal on a napkin, sitting on a bar stool on a Sunday morning, sipping a cup of coffee, putting a deal together, getting some cash flow happening. And then I turn the nitty gritty over to Mike and, and he takes the ball and runs with it from there and passes it off to the legal team taxation. And that's how we do business these days. And I got to tell you guys, it's quite refreshing. Okay. So you've heard me say probably a couple episodes ago, if you've been around a while, that I've recently started learning about investing in and trading cryptocurrency. And what's kind of inspired me is not so much the, you know, I don't really care about the get rich quick thing. I'm a, I'm a grown up. I know that there's no such thing as get rich quick. And I know the rare examples and yada, 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 but I'm not going to spend any energy on the get rich quick. I'm just, I want to stay rich. I want to stay wealthy, stay doing well. I, I, I like where I'm at. I want to improve it, but I don't want to risk it all to improve it. If that makes sense. Okay. 
And part of the reason, the big reason why I've been looking at cryptocurrency is the decentralized nature of it. I don't like the idea that the government is suddenly as involved in my, our business, all of our business as ever before, more than ever before. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, the CIA or the NSA swallowed up the rest of the Fed. It's crazy right now. And I'm not comfortable with it. I don't like anybody up in my business. I wouldn't want, you wouldn't want me up in your business. Mind your own damn business, right? But they're not, whatever. And that's not even a Democrat-Republican thing because the Republicans aren't aren't uh, innocent either. The Democrats aren't innocent. The liberals and conservatives and everybody's got a, an agenda that I just don't want to be part of, right? But over the years, I've overpaid mailing houses, sign companies, call centers, software salesmen, you know, because I'm a sucker for software widgets. Oh, my God, you got software that'll do that? And I, you know, I get sucked into the trial and they whack my credit card and I get busy and I don't return it. And that's all that crap. Asset protection lawyers. Oh man. I know some people recently, ah, uh, recently, it's about two years ago that I talked to, they went to some seminar that was actually for real estate investing, it had nothing to do with asset protection. They signed up for this guy's coaching, this guru. And then the guru flipped him over to this legal supposed asset protection expert. Get this guys, $44,000 in asset protection setup. Yeah, $44,000. That's a 44, a comma, a 000, and then the decimal with two more zeros. 44 grand for this complex interwoven asset protection, God knows what. I get, they had LLCs upon LLCs upon this, upon that, and trusts. And here's the thing. They didn't understand their own damn setup. So... You know, if you don't understand how you're set up, if you can't explain your setup to a stranger or your friend or your kids or whatever, what the hell do you think is going to happen after you're dead? And guys, it doesn't cost that kind of money to uh, get to do this type of stuff. It just doesn't. I mean, it simply does not cost that kind of money. Now, if you're like Donald Trump or Kiyosaki and you're doing some sort of a complex structure. Great. But if you're on day one and you're trying to figure out how to wholesale a mobile home, you don't need $66,000 worth of asset protection because you don't have, hell, you don't even have $66,000 worth of assets to protect or 44,000 or whatever it was. It was off the chain. And of course the money's gone. They're not getting it back. That's that's out the window, right? So I start seeing this stuff. I've been learning about cryptocurrency by several different ways, right? Uh, the way I just want to bounce back to the asset protection thing real quick. I was one of the people that I hired. See, I, I, my original structure was garbage. To be honest with you. When Jill and I got serious about buying whole, we got sucked into some, to a smaller, much smaller degree, about six grand and all this asset protection crap that I found out later was completely useless and a total waste of money. Well, I raised holy hell and got my money back. Thank God. And I'm the type of person where I'm not going to be a victim. You screw me. I'm coming after you. Stay tuned. Uncle Tyler's coming to get you. Uh, I am not afraid out of principle. I will sue you back. I will sue and spend whatever it takes to punish you for ripping me off. I'm just that guy. I'm not litigious by nature, but if you intentionally try to mislead or screw me or my family, you better run because I'm going to spend whatever it takes. Uh, and chances are, unless you're a real good thief, I can outspend you. So <laughs> that's my been my philosophy and it works quite well. And you'd be amazed when people hear that, that people really don't mess around and try to rip me off. Okay. Now that said, I don't believe in the ambulance chaser thing either. I don't just, you got to maliciously try to rip me off. And in that case, then you're going to get punished. 
Uh, we're going to have attorneys out there that are going to deal with you legally. But with this whole cryptocurrency thing, I started reading some books, several books. I've watched, I've done the YouTube video thing. I've watched, been watching YouTube videos for oh, about a year now. Uh, different people, I've you know reached out to Facebook University and dropped questions. And I find it interesting. My first observation is people are very polarized about, well, probably everything these days, but especially cryptocurrency. Man, it's like the people that aren't doing it are like, that's a rip off. You're stupid. And the people that are doing it are like, if you don't do it, you're a moron, man. What's wrong with you? What are you? Some kind of jerk. It's like people are so polarized over yes or no on crypto. Um, did a lot of reading in forums. And if you go on to software like, uh, I think it's Weeble, which is a stock purchasing and now they do Bitcoin trading software. Um, it's like a kind of like a brokerage house where you can buy stocks and, and cryptocurrencies. But I've been on there. And they've got chat groups that are specific to a stock or to a crypto and whatnot. And I read that stuff from time to time. And let me tell you, it could be an absolute time suck. But to some degree, and to a large degree, actually, what I'm finding here, at least with the people that are in the chat groups anyway, and I'm basing this based on their grammar and, and how they talk and the use of emojis. And it's my assumption that we got a lot of 16, 17-year-old, 18-year-old youngsters doing this, right? Sitting in mom's basement. Uh, trading cryptocurrency, because let's be honest, you know, you look at stuff like Shiba or whatever it is, you can buy one of these coins for 0. 0.000, I think today it's five or four. So it's not even a, it's not even close to one cent US, like one penny. It's like one one thousandth of a penny. So it's low hanging fruit. Anybody can, af can afford a penny. And this stuff is going for significantly less than a penny. So what that does is it opens the playing field up so everybody can play. Why don't people trade oil and gas? Well, number one, you got to be accredited in a lot of cases. But number two, it costs big money. Why do people not, why doesn't everybody buy ounces of gold? Well, because ounces of gold are seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars $1,800 right now. That's why more people invest in silver than in gold. Because the difference is an ounce of silver is about 23 24 bucks somewhere around that. It'll probably fluctuate by the time I end this this episode wildly, but per ounce, it's significantly cheaper than gold is per ounce. So it attracts people that are generally less sophisticated are of lesser means. It's just how it works. Um, I'm not going to make this episode about that one bit about uh, metals. I mean, I've given you guys lots of resources to go check out uh, for metals. There's all kinds of good stuff on YouTube. Gold, goldsilver.com is a great resource. Uh, Jim Rickards is a great resource. Uh, Peter Schiff, all kinds of good stuff. But understand that the gold bugs, the silver bugs, the metal people, they're pretty passionate about their stuff too. Um, but what I find a big difference between the two is I, I don't see the wisdom, as much wisdom coming out of the cryptocurrency community, or at least if it's coming out, they're doing a terrible job of putting it out because I'm not able to find it with effort. I'm finding a lot of opinion but I don't see a lot of it. And the opinion is based on speculation, not based on fact. Um, and I'm based, I'm coming out, I'm taking that off of all the different people I've watched on YouTube and I get it right with YouTube. You get somebody's opinion and that's all you can expect. But I caution you guys to be careful with any kind of investing. You know that, right? Um, I've been investing. I started investing again a few months ago in crypto. I, now I did invest in crypto. Oh my God. Bitcoin was like 4,000 the last time I invested in crypto. And I know this because I, when I signed my, got my account back active again in Coinbase this, this time around, 
I looked at my old trades and oh my God, I, how it would be worth so much money right now. It'd be stupid. I mean, geez, I, <laughs> I had a lot of Bitcoin early on uh, and I did quite well. I kept doubling my money as it went up and, and I did quite well. So I have no problem with that. That's fine. But in the end, I got screwed in some mining thing. This knucklehead that I used to uh, mentor actually had this crypto mining thing that turned out to be a scam. He didn't. He wasn't a scammer, but it turned out to be a scam. And I wound up losing all that money. But it was fortunately I got my basis back and I got my original investment back like 300% return before I got screwed. So the money they screwed me out of wasn't actually, it was my upside, a lot of my upside. It wasn't my core money, thank goodness. And that wasn't because I was smart or savvy. It's because I got lucky. Let's be honest, right? I tell you like I see it. And I got to tell you, when it comes to crypto, I am not claiming to be even remotely an expert. Real estate? You want to know about cash flowing, multifamily, single family real estate? Fixing and flipping, wholesaling, negotiating, closing? You damn skippy, I'm an expert. Hell, I know that. And that's not cocky. That's just truth. But when it comes to cryptocurrency, mm, I'm still learning, guys. So when I'm still learning, what do I do? Do I go out and put 50 grand into it? No. And the reason I don't put 50 grand into it is for no other reason than I'm not willing to invest in something in an amount more than what I'm, what I can lose right now. I don't like to invest completely in things that I can't, I don't completely understand. I completely understand real estate. I know what drives markets. I know what drives profits. I know what drives losses. I've screwed up enough that I should have a PhD if they offer one in real estate, commercial and residential. I got it down pat. Cryptocurrency, not so much. So I'm not going to go all in in cryptocurrency until I have a better understanding for it and I'm more comfortable with it. That's just reasonable. And for me, I'm not willing to throw 50 grand into something that I don't completely understand yet. I'll drop 50 grand on the real estate in a New York second because I know exactly, I know I can supercharge my money in real estate. I've goofed up enough over the years. I know exactly what to buy, when to buy it and how to buy it. So for me, and this is only for me, Tyler Chef. This is not for you. So those of you that are going to invest with us down in Key West, this does not apply to you. So don't try to convince me that I said you can't lose money. But I know when I personally invest in something, when I decide to make a purchase decision, I'm not going to get hurt because I'm extremely conservative in my underwriting and I take the time to do my due diligence. The only way I'm going to wind up doing a bad deal after 20 some years of goofing them up is if I simply choose to ignore my past or I get completely blindsided, which now as I get older, guys, I've got checks and balances in place. I don't make single-handed decisions anymore. This is why I have my wife, Jill, as a partner, and I also have Mike Marino my as a partner. Their job, amongst all the other things they do with the fund, their job is to double-check. Okay, They are my system of checks and balances. So how does this work? I find an opportunity. I start working on it. I get it to the point to where I feel it makes sense. I run it by Jill's desk. Jill takes a look at it. Probably will shoot some holes in it, figure out some ways. She's really good, guys, at optimizing things. Like, I can make a killer deal. And then Jill swoops in and makes it even more badass, which is kind of sexy. And Mike's seeing that, our dynamic of us working together now more than ever. And he's like, dude, you guys really got your act together. You compliment each other well. And then for the, the icing on top, I bring Mike in, and he's the data guy. He rolls up the sleeves, puts on that that library hat, smoking jacket, and ascot, you know, he's the airline pilot and whatnot. And he's, he's about the details. 
He's an ex-engineer before he was a pilot, he's an engineer. And he rolls up his sleeves and double checks the double checkers, right? And he'll make suggestions and tweaks and ask good questions, uh, real good questions. And then when he's done, it's going to go over to our tax team. Our tax team is going to get a way in and, and get an input in it. Our legal team, real estate attorneys and whatnot, closing companies, everybody's going to look at this and weigh in. And then when everybody's thumbs up, we're pulling the trigger. We're making this happen. We're going to the closing table. This is what we call a due diligence phase, guys. I'm not afraid to get under contract at any time because I will never get under contract without a reasonable due diligence period. That's it. Never once will I do a deal unless I have opportunity to do due diligence. That's part of the reason that I don't deal with for, with wholesalers anymore. I just tell wholesalers, don't waste your time emailing me. If I'm not direct to the seller, I, I don't need you. Not that you guys are, are, are scumbags or anything. I just need to get full verification and you guys got more bullshit than I can shake a stick at. And I don't have any time for that. So it's been the majority of the wholesalers that I've run across in the last 10 years. They can't seem to, they might as well run for office. It's not good. And for those of you that are completely straight up and honest wholesalers, I guess I'm sorry. But if you sit there and say you're completely honest and ethical and never tell a little white lie wholesaler, you're lying already because I know better. <laughs> anyway, I digress, right? So guys, understand this. Uh, I've discovered that the public public opinion or group think, if you might call it that, that's often the core driver of cryptocurrency performance. See, it's not so much the technology. Now, again, this is my opinion, and I am by no means, I'm, not, no, I'm no Elon Musk, but I'm seeing public opinion sway the price and the actions of those who invest in cryptocurrency very, very easily. I watched the whole Shiba thing like a week ago. Everybody was tweeting uh, Elon Musk and getting him to, trying to probe him to see if he would endorse Shiba. And of course, these are probably people that own Shiba. And he wouldn't say anything. So when he didn't say anything, people were like, oh my God, he doesn't like it. And they panicked and, and sold and ran the prices down. Uh, <laughs> and then he responded like a couple of days later and said, oh yeah, I personally don't hold any, but lots of people that work for me at Tesla and SpaceX do. So the people that heard that, let's say half of them were like, oh my God, that's great news. He's next to invest in it. It's going to go to the moon. And they bought, 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 bought. And then the other half were like, uh, I don't know what that means. So I'm not going to do anything. So you see what I'm saying? It's like this guy utters words and the whole world's like, oh my God, we should do this. Man, I wish it. I don't know if I would want that much power in the world. I mean, that's kind of terrifying. But there are groups of people uh, that spend their whole day and night I mean, they actually talk about in these chat groups having a night crew, like these guys come in at night uh, and during the day and they're, they, I don't know if they work, a lot of them, they say on the chats that they work, they work a real job. And then they, instead of sleeping, they trade crypto all night and stocks, but they're out there offering advice. It's just a screen name. You don't have any credentials behind them. And not that a college degree would impress me by any means. I know lots of morons that have PhDs, um, but my point is these people don't have any validation, right? When somebody thinks before they're going to get involved with me in a deal, they probably look at, you know, the internet and go, I wonder if Tyler knows what the hell he's talking about. And then they look at videos of back in the old days, they might as well be black and blue, black and white. And they listen to this podcast episode. I'm 308 episodes in. It's like a guy that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. 
doesn't have 308 episodes of content to talk about. I got to tell you that. So logically, I have I have credentials, right? I have a portfolio, look at my track record, yada, yada, yada. I've got references, all that good stuff. But people are taking investing advice and deciding to make buy-sell decisions based on some anonymous screen name on some chat group. It's fascinating to watch. I, of course, am not going to take an opinion. I might as well go ask the, the, the bum down sleeping under the bushes down the end of the street, what do you think I should do in my crypto? Because really, that guy probably has better credentials than whoever the hell is sitting in their mom's basement in their boxer shorts at 3 a.m. in the morning. But this is what's going on, and these type of questions, these type of statements do impact how this stuff is traded. And people can lose tens of thousands of, maybe hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars based on a bunch of anonymous people offering unsolicited advice and in for an investment that's a little terrifying for me i got to tell you now when it came to how much am i putting into crypto i'll be honest with you some of you going to laugh 5 grand that's it man i'm only willing to piss away 5 grand uh, because i'm not willing to just throw my money out the window more than 5 grand i'll spend 5 grand in a heartbeat 5 grand is the cost of a decent vacation I, i'm willing to throw a decent vacation in the trash um, for to explore to see what's going on, but that's it. And although I, I'll admit I've made good profits off that five grand, um, but I'm you know I'm not Elon Musk, and I'm not really in, in interested in investing in crypto for the returns as much as I'm looking for a decentralized currency and a way to store my money to convert my cash because I have a lot more cash that I'm comfortable having. And I don't necessarily trust the government. Not that I ever did, but I certainly don't trust them now. So I don't want to have bank accounts full of uh, cash, which actually is zeros and ones, that the government can get their sticky hands on. Okay, I don't trust anyone in the government anymore. I've just given up hope. So the other thing that bothers me is, aside from the anonymous people, let's talk about Elon Musk, Mark Cuban. Well, for that matter, Robert Kiyosaki. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, for those of you who don't know, is a, apparently a famous YouTuber. I had to look it up myself. Um, I've been hearing his name a lot lately. But he's a big proponent of crypto. I, you know, I couldn't find any records of a career in finance or any resume or tangible anything that shows that he has any success outside of making YouTube videos. Now, that said, he is a millionaire uh, from his YouTube revenue. So he's really talented at YouTube. And I'm not taking that away from him. But I'm not convinced, and again, me not being convinced doesn't mean he's not an expert, but I'm not convinced that he's an expert. Gene Simmons, you know, Gene Simmons from Kiss, the guy that used to stick his tongue out and bite the heads off of chickens, and or was that Ozzy? But whatever, Gene Simmons from Kiss, he is a big proponent of crypto. And here's my big, here's my favorite one. This is a guy you should take advice from. How about Snoop Dogg? Oh, yeah. When Snoop Dogg <laughs> speaks about crypto, People listen. That's amazing. So the guy is walking around, smoking dope, acting a fool, acting like some kind of a pimp, and he's giving financial advice. So really, the only part of this whole group, I honestly think there's three that maybe are qualified. Robert Kiyosaki, I take his advice. I think he's got a good handle on what he's doing. Mark Cuban, he's built several businesses. I'll give him some credit. I don't know if he's a crypto expert or not, but he's no slouch. 
Elon Musk, yeah, he's done some pretty epic stuff, and he's probably either the richest or one of the richest men in America. But these other people, I'm not convinced. I mean, they may be good at making music or YouTube videos, but financial expert, mm, I don't know. I got to say, a phenomenon such as this does not make me comfortable with cryptocurrency in any way, shape, or form. I got to tell you that. It doesn't. Thinking that one of these people can just say something, or better yet, just some anonymous person can utter words and people will use that information to as a basis on a buy or sell decision. Well, that's kind of a recipe for disaster guys. Okay. But I will say this, it's really hard to stand on the outside and judge. You got to get involved a little bit. So if you're curious about crypto, about my best advice would be is to come up with an amount that you're okay throwing out the window just in case that you're not going to jump off a bridge. If you lose it for me, that number was five grand for you. It might be 50 grand or maybe it'll be $5. I don't know, but pick a number and stay there. I used to do this with slots. It's funny. I don't know how to play cards, believe it or not. I don't gamble. I've never been a gambler. I don't like gambling. I don't want any part of it. So I've never gambled. So if I go on a, a cruise or something, I don't go in the casino unless there's a show Otherwise, I have no place to be there. I don't even like to play slots. I get pissed when I lose 20 bucks. <laughs> so now I go into the slot machines and I'm good with like $10. I decided at $10, I don't get mad. Especially since I moved to Key West because for $10, I can barely get a beer, one beer. So $10, I'm okay with because I'll go drink a beer for $10, no problem. But uh, outside of that, I don't like it. Okay. I'm not saying that crypto is bad. I'm not saying it's evil. I'm not saying it's shady or anything like that. I'm just saying before you leap in, you might want to swim around in the shallow end a little bit. Get a feel for the risk tolerance that you have before you proceed. Okay, that's all I'm suggesting. Hey, there's a lot of people out there making millions and billions of dollars on it. And hey, mad respect, power to the people and all that stuff. That's awesome. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the same results. Ever hear those disclosures that say, Results, not typical. Well, that could also be the case, guys. So just because some youngin is doing it doesn't mean you can. You might get your your who, your your ass handed to you. So just keep that in mind, okay? When you invest in anything, never be willing to invest more than you're willing to lose, okay? Don't ever do that. Now, as I dig into more about learning about the chart analysis of crypto, the more I see, I start to understand how things like market cap and trading volume impacts the price of crypto. People use this data to make decisions. Well, what do you think drives this data? Well, emotion, right? Because the market cap basically comes from how much trading is going on. The dollar volume, volume, you know, trading volume, these things are a lot of a lot of cases based on emotional decisions. You also understand that there are computers trading against you. So if you're Timmy Tulips sitting in Kansas in your boxer shorts trading crypto and thinking you're slick because you're sitting there waiting for the perfect moment, understand there's a computer that can do it in milliseconds, and they are every minute. The same applies, boys and girls, to the stock market, okay? The same applies to the stock market. That's why people get wiped out all the time on the st in stock markets. So if you're looking for a get-rich-quick, understand there are no get-rich-quicks. What is there, though, right? This isn't all hope lost. Instead of being that person that does the monkey-see-monkey-do gimmick, instead of being that person that's going to become a statistic in the future if they don't stop the monkey-see-monkey-do gimmick, 
How about you be the person that goes to the library instead or gets a library card, gets a book, sits on your butt and reads the book and learns about it. Stick your toe in, but don't jump in with both feet until you completely understand the risks and how to do it. Or, guys, find someone you trust that knows more than you and learn from them. Okay? Find somebody who's doing it and doing it successfully and can prove it and put yourself in a position to learn from them. And don't take just one person's advice. Take the advice of several people and come up to your very own conclusions. Guys, I hope you have a great week. I hope you go out there and stay safe. Take care of your fellow neighbors and be good humans. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.